1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One's Super Scoreboard Jermaine Defoe is describing Rangers as the perfect fit After joining up with the team in Tenerife Brendan Rodgers is happy with his business so far But is targeting more deals in the coming weeks And Ross McCormick says rejoining Motherwell Is about giving something back to the club I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yes, it's
2: uh, all building up We're still in the middle Of the the winter break Uh, Gordon and looking forward To the Scottish Cup ties A week uh, On Saturday and Friday night For Rangers But the signings Have been terrific And both managers Still keen to add to their squads And I think it'll be interesting As well Particularly at Celtic And Rangers I think there'll need to be one or two going out the door Mm. just to help balance the books.
1: In the second hour of tonight's show, as you've been uh, well aware all week, we're trying to do something a bit different in the second hour. It is the winter shutdown, uh, trying to do a couple of features for you. So Chris McCart, the head of Celtics Youth Academy, will be joining us in the second hour. Make sure you stay tuned for that one. Uh, Jim Duffy, when you hear of um, warm weather training camps Mm -hmm. to Dubai and to Tenerife and signing Jermaine Defoe and Oliver Mm -hmm. Burke, how far removed is the lower league transfer window how, how difficult is it in your role as Dumbarton boss?
3: yeah, it's like years away Gordon there's no doubt about that you know the bigger clubs obviously have um, got the budgets and the facilities and resources and and also you know they've got the you know the stature to go and attract these type of players um but financially it's 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 a world away. Um, you know, people are talking in thousands of pounds, and you know, at times we could be talking of a hundred pound or a couple of hundred pound tops, and and therefore, you know, the the, the market is, is 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 a different a different uh, prospect altogether. We've maybe got to look at younger players or perhaps players who are just looking to get regular first team football, um, and and, and something like that who want to play. Who, like you mentioned Ross McCormick earlier on Maybe we just want to go and enjoy their football again And get back playing on a regular basis So it's a completely different market But nevertheless, you know, you have to work uh, within the budget You've got
1: 01419511025 That's the number you need on the phone So let's hear from you And you can tweet at Clyde SSB The transfer window, it's it's nothing new Mark Weedy was obviously brought in for a a reason Um, Not everyone is is a fan of it Having to do the business all in that period But for us it's great, because everything comes along at once Everything's condensed And there, there is an excitement It's only the 9th of January We've still got a few weeks left to run And I think everyone would agree That at least some of, some of the names And some of the business being done so far um, Has been exciting so far uh, what, is,
2: it, is it about a, a decade now, the window? Mm. Longer?
1: Yeah, I would imagine in About a decade?
2: Yeah. Aye No, it's, it's, it's yeah, Probably it's longer on. actually aye, Longer than that yeah, yeah, longer aye, than aye, that A bit yeah. longer um, No, it's great And, and I have to say I'm not, not really Discussed it in in, in detail But um, I think the signs of Defoe And Davis Are are top draw And I think with Rangers Beating Celtic um, In December 29th I think as we said That's given um, Stephen Gerrard The opportunity to go And see his board And say listen This is within our sights Celtic are there For the taking Let's go and do it Had Celtic won In December 29th I don't think Defoe And uh, Davis would be At the club But now they can see the title It is absolutely doable Um, For Rangers And for Celtic um, You know This is a chance to Make up for what they didn't do uh, In the summer Uh, Don't know much I have to be honest Don't know much about the players um, That they've brought in Other than Oliver Burke That we've discussed a good bit um, On Saturday But uh, I just wonder As I said Would it leave one or two Because I think Celtic Probably need you would like to shift one or two at the door.
1: Mark hits on an interesting point, Jim, because understandably fans and everyone else we're all guilty of it, we're more interested in who's coming in. That's what happened, you know, who are the new players we're going to get. But perhaps just as important as um, which players can be moved on, because there's a most squads have probably got a bit of deadwood kicking around.
3: Yeah, I don't really think that's as important. I I mean, I think uh, big clubs now have to manage big squads. And managers have to do that and whether they split the squad, which some, some managers do nowadays, um, they'll say, listen, you know, we've got you know, a group that we're going to work with towards the weekend, and then you have a if you want to call it a backup squad. That's just the way it is nowadays. So I really don't think fans will be too concerned if they're top heavy. Uh and certainly the board, I don't think will be overly concerned, provided the players they bring in, you know, hit the ground running. But it's always difficult, you know, when you bring players in. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned earlier other one that J- Jermaine Defoe says, "Oh, this is a perfect fit." You don't know if it's a perfect fit mm. until you until you're up and running. I seen Conor Goosen doing a little interview the other day. there saying, "Oh, listen, you know, even he's surprised at the demands of winning matches." He said, "Oh, if you have no, you know, if you're not, if you're drawing a match within ten minutes, he said the fans are ready to go for you." And you think he said, "Well, that's the nature of playing for Rangers and playing for a huge club with huge expectations, and similarly for Celtic. So it's okay having talent. It's okay having ability, potentially for your younger players, experience." I think Davis will know more, Stephen Davis will know more because he's been there, but he was also there at a successful time or a more successful time. So so therefore it's it's gonna be interesting to see how these players because you can have all experience in the world. But uh, you know, until you such times as you're thrown in there, you don't really know how it's going
1: to go. Yeah, that, that's a, f- a fair point as well, Mark, because even having played at what we call a high level, you hear that all the time, that mm-hmm. still might not mean that you've experienced the types of demands come at Celtic or Rangers
2: No Listen we're, 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 and I, You don't want to see any player Fail Or whatever word you want to use But You know We have seen players come up here And think they're coming up for a jolly Oh it's only Scottish mm-hmm. football but, but As Jim says And as Connor Goldson has said, And many of them say You actually don't realise about it. It's not about we've, we've nicked a point away from home No you've actually got to go and win The games For some like Connor Goldson I think he's been a really good signing um, For Rangers But I, I'm not 100% sure But I think He's probably played about like 30 first team mm. games at a, at a high level. All of a sudden, he's coming up here. He's suddenly played 40 games already, in the first half of the season, Europe. Bump, 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 bump. So it can be a really waiting. I think the most recent classic example is, of course, Joey Barton coming up. Mm. Thought mm. he was coming up with the cigars mm. out. I'll put yeah. Scott Brown in his place. We'll go and win the league. Bump, bump, bump. Albert play the year. Mm. And three months later, he's, he's out the yeah. door. So for Jermaine Defoe, like I say, I think he's a great signing for Rangers. I think he will score goals. I think he'll get between 12 and 15 goals. No problem. But only if he's got the right attitude If he's going to come
3: up here And think he can get a cigar out He'll get found out Yeah top players I mean you mentioned uh, Joey Barton, Roy Keane Was another one That came up here And people say Well he maybe wasn't 100% fit And all these things But all people thought oh, it's Scottish football You'll coast it It didn't work You've obviously had success You've got Craig Bellamy And you've got Robbie Keane And you've had a variety Of other players who If you want to call it Coming to the You know The, the end of their career Who have come up And you know Some uh, All varied levels of success But It doesn't guarantee God in anything You could be A 20 year old Or an 18 year old Like Timothy Ware Or you could be A 35 year old So It really just depends On I think How you go into The system of play uh, that, that that particular club Is playing how you handle the demand and also the profile even even big players like Jermaine Defoe By and large Allowed to live his life How he'd like to live it Down south and In Glasgow Or in Scotland That's not Mm. the case So you've got A whole different aspect Of dealing with situations Up here
1: Right let's hear from Jermaine Defoe And more importantly Let's hear from you 01419511025 Give us a call Jermaine Defoe says The time was right For a move to Rangers He believes it is A perfect fit The former England International is now Training with his new Teammates in Tenerife After joining on an 18 month loan deal I'm happy I think That's the most important thing you know, I wanted to play football and obviously it wasn't happening at Bournemouth. It's another challenge, a, mass- a massive football club. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the challenge. A great bunch of lads, um, to be honest. I'm not just saying that because you, you have to, everyone says it, but as real nice people. Um, a team that's humble, uh, a team that's doing well.
4: Um, I think that's important for me as well, coming to a group that's doing well. Um,
1: obviously I knew the manager, I knew Stevie from, from England and, you know, playing against Stevie. Um, and, and yeah, just really looking forward to it you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge I'm looking forward to, to playing football again Hopefully doing well um, So we'll see what happens 01419511025 That's the number you need Mark as a Rangers fan First up, hi Mark
5: Hi panel
1: Hello Hi Mark A
5: couple of questions for Mark And obviously for Jim for the panel um, First question we, We've been told for a long time now that not, not from you guys But from a lot of other people Fans and media Rangers are about 10 years behind Celtic Um, I personally think Rangers will win it this year And I believe the Rangers manager Will be saying to his players in the Rangers dressing room We can win this And making them believe they can win it So uh, my first question is How do you think Not that you guys have said Rangers are 10 years behind But how do you think in general This now literally appears to be no gap Uh, That's the first question And the second question is um, Probably to Mark Mark, if Rangers win it And I believe they will um, Win it do you believe this is the the greatest achievement that we've possibly ever had?
2: For, from Rangers' point of view, if the, yes. to win the league this season, oh, I would, yeah, certainly. In, what however far you want to go back, the past thirty year or, or whatever, yeah, I'd find that bigger it than hard.
6: nine
2: in a row. Uh, listen, nine in a row kind of stands alone as a special achievement. That this is only one title, but given the circumstances of. You know appointing I don't like using the word rookie You know an inexperienced manager Who has, has proven so far to be right up for it The the turnaround that were there You know the dead wood That was in the club You know boys that were just picking it away We're the up for it Boys that he's helped reinvent Like an Andy Halliday And bringing in signings And considering the the um, the continuity that Celtic had A top top manager um, And a squad with a winning mentality If Rangers are to emerge just as champions in the middle of May I'd have to say, yes, it would be. <sighs> I, it, it might be the greatest in in, in many many decades. That said, Mark, I would I would urge caution because I, I do think that Celtic, um, as much as there's the leveling points Just now Celtic have game in hand, I do think that over the piece Celtic squad is stronger, and also they do have that winning mentality, having got over the line, they know what it takes to go over the line, but they're certainly. At the moment um, You know To give our predictions In in August At the end of the transfer window I had probably Celtic down As As 90-10 To win the league You know 90% certain To to win the league Now I would have Celtic 65-35 Very precise
5: I just quote you You just quote you Mark You said in in August I remember on the radio You said that something special Was happening at Rangers When Gerrard came in
2: I I, I said that probably Around about October time Mark Once giving him a chance To work and settle in I went and spoke to a few people that have been working with him, done a bit of research. I wouldn't make a comment like that lightly, but yeah, right. I was I was told very very good things no, about it. And like I said, the special manager and, and the on. potential, the potential to become I mean, a special manager.
5: Gerard has taken Rangers through fourteen European games, and I know we didn't get through, but to make 10, 12 million for the club, get through eight qualifiers, eight games, is unbelievable. But the, the league as well, I believe that he'll be telling his players we can win this.
2: Well, absolutely. That's listen, big. that there doesn't, there doesn't. Listen, there is no doubt about that. Inside that Rangers camp um, Particularly after beating Celtic in the last game And what they'll be doing now over in Tenerife There is no doubt there will be 100% belief That they can win the league this season
3: Yeah, I mean I think that uh, Rangers have, have thrown down the gauntlet to Celtic And say, listen, we're up for a challenge here I think like everyone else I mean, Mark says 90% I thought I was 100% certain that Celtic would win the league in the summer And I thought they would win it comfortably But it hasn't, it hasn't worked out that way so far But it is... In this January period, um, you know Celtic are still top, still have a game in hand, uh, but Rangers have closed the gap dramatically. I, I, don't, I don't go on the well, it's a ten year ahead or whatever. expanse I think it all depends if you are just talking about first team football or trying to win a title. If you look at the the actual structure of the club, there are still gaps that Rangers have to fill. But but for the Rangers fans, they want to see the first team. That that's what they're gauging even on at this moment in time. How close are we to Celtic? Can we overtake them? And that's where um, Rangers have made The signings of Obviously De- Defoe Because everything Was reliant on Morelis And I think that was A big um, You know A big signing To sign somebody Like Defoe Because they needed the Extra firepower There's no question They needed a bit More creativity And a little bit more Balance in midfield When Davis has come in um, You know So there's there's been Two two areas That I think They had to strengthen And, and Stephen Gerrard Has done that But Celtic At the same They looked And only had Really one striker Edward. And they've went out and brought in two So therefore again There's going to be a real competition But until Rangers do one Silverware I don't think You know you can turn around Mm. and say Well this is This is uh, you know Everything in the Gardens Rosie Because they still lost out in the semi-final They still I think Should have got to at least the final of the League Cup They still have one or two moments in games uh, and disappointing game Where I think they, they could have capitalised on So I think There's still a little bit Yeah to still a little to yet. But eye, yeah. these two signings In particular I think is is Definitely going to improve Rangers
1: Okay thanks to Mark And Giffnock Let's go just along the road To Simon and Clarkson Hi Simon Hi there how you doing Not bad What's on your mind Simon
3: No
7: I'm just actually Kind of picking up points uh, Mark had said um, Regarding Kind of like Comparing them to Comparing the four Basically to Roy Keane uh, Robbie Keane All these guys I think, can kind I of maybe, me remember the four plays at the top end of the pitch, so you only had to run 20, 30 yards either side. Roy Keane had played for Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, up to Celtic, doing 18, 18 to 18, can kind a of box back? So, so I think it's a total different kettle of fish. Also,
2: uh, Simon, sorry, just to put I, I did not mention Roy no, Keane, it, I was, did. it was Jim Duffy yeah, I, I never mentioned Roy
1: Keane's no, name. I apologise. I think, but, I think but, were you guys talking more about. The, the reputation yes. and, and having played at that yeah. level And coming yeah. up here I'm not talking about
3: specific positions yeah. I'm just talking about big stars You know Big names Coming up to Scotland and, and the various levels of success You know So And people thinking That they would come up here And automatically Be a roaring success And and what we're saying is That's not always guaranteed
7: Simon no, no, I definitely agree, agree with that mm. But because coming up to Glasgow and obviously the physical shape that Defoe is in, I think he sets himself a wee present apart for the rest of them because basically he's got a born-again Christian, doesn't drink no all that. So there's a there's a perception that you get to 36 and basically you're done. But I think Defoe is a total different entity for whoever else comes up.
3: I think that, uh, I mean, listen, Kenny Miller... Was a prime example Kenny Mills 39 Still probably one of the fittest guys in the round Still sharp I mean scoring goals for a team Who's really struggling at Dundee So I mean listen I, I don't I don't just stick a, a number on someone And think well if you're 35, 36 that, That's you done You know of course there's, there's you know, There are players who are done at 25 And there's players who can play play to their 40 So you know it's all about looking after yourself It's all about you know your own uh, body You know everyone's different And Defoe without a doubt has has kept himself fantastically fit but there's a lot of these other guys you mentioned who are fantastic professionals as well and as I said it doesn't always click so it has to be the balance of the team the supply I mean Defoe's a penalty box player Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line so the ball has to Mm -hmm. come into the penalty box for Defoe to be you know, as effective and, and obviously If Rangers play with the two white guys And get balls into the box Then the four score goals I've no doubt I mean, And that's yeah, the Listen, you go,
7: I just, actually you I quite Sorry to
8: interrupt
7: That's uh, uh, what Mark thinks about The actual chance of can I, Rangers competing with Celtic Or through the signings Or not through the signings Or What these kind of guys are going to bring
1: well, You well, said that a second ago Mark, You what do you rate it as? 65% in Celtic's favour at the 65, moment? 65
2: Celtic yeah. There's no doubt really. that But as I said On Saturday Looking at Celtic's form this season and, and maybe even more so Over the past 18 months I would say now more than ever If you're Rangers You're saying Celtic are there for the taking yeah. They're vulnerable Unless a dramatic, And I would never rule Celtic out Because they're, they're full of quality players And a top job manager But at the moment Assessing it there for the taking.
1: Jim that's what's fascinating About any new signing Because it's not all about That one individual And how did they do It's about how the team Adapts to, to accommodate That person Because you're talking about Jermaine Defoe mm. And talking about you know Service from the wide guys mm. uh, You know Condéas on one side wh- Whoever it the may be, right be yeah, like. On the other side are we assuming that Morelos is also yeah. up front yeah. with him? If that's the yeah. case, someone mm-hmm. someone loses out somewhere, someone behind him yeah. doesn't play, so it's all about finding a balance. Yeah, I mean, if he decides
3: to play the two of them together, I mean, again, it's just options. I say, this; it's another uh, top-quality striker. I mean, obviously, Kyle Lafferty was the one that was brought in, hasn't quite clicked for him. But Rangers now have different options. I mean, Lafferty's big and... You know aerial presence and Defoe, as I said, as a as a poacher, always been a fantastic penalty box player. Morales is is obviously the top goal scorer. So listen, they've now got plenty of options up in that area of the pitch, whereas before I think it was something yeah. they lacked. But. You know, again, they've been doing a different strategy. They've went for less risk with guys, you know, because they're looking at this season and next season. Steven Gerrard knows he can't say to the Rangers fans, listen, give me three years and we'll see if we can win a title. He has to put down a marker now, which he's trying to do. Celtic have went on a different, slightly different way with younger potential players, Oliver Burke, as I say, to, uh, and Timothy Way and stuff. So they've brought in guys who they think Will bring them something Over a little bit longer Period of time But (laughs) There is a challenge on now There's there's no question I think Brendan Rodgers Has alluded to
1: that Well we're about to hear From Brendan Rodgers So let's hear from you The Celtic boss Is coming up After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde One, Super Scoreboard, with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com. Clyde One, the official station of Glasgow Rocks. Up against Manchester Giants at the Emirates Arena, Sunday, 5pm. Tickets at
1: glasgowrocks.co.uk. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard And we'd love to be joined by you So you have two options Give us a call Or tweet in At Clyde SSB Uh, Whiskey for breakfast Has tweeted in (laughs) 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 It says Celtic are signing Young hungry players And will sign more If Celtic get the defenders they need They have eight home games Before the split And five away They'll pull away And probably rather quickly That's at Clyde SSB On the phones It's 01419511025 01419511025 Let's get the thoughts of Brendan Rodgers beho- Before we hear more from you He's delighted with the business so far But he says there is more to come Oliver Burke and Timothy Weir on loan And he also says he's expecting big things From 21-year-old Vakun Isuf Bayo After he agreed a four-year deal
9: he's a, he's a young boy that we believe Has got a lot of potential And, uh, and like I say he, We wanted to increase our options At the top end of the, the field uh, Hence the reason for bringing in the guys That we've done so far uh, and he fits that really well. So he's, uh, you know, quite strong. Got a nice touch in the ball. Uh, gives us good balance up there. And he's 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 good in the air. Oliver, firstly, who, who came in, he's a huge talent. He's coming into an environment which is very much a coaching environment, which is about improvement and development. And uh, and like I say, he uh, he knows the pressures of a, a club like Celtic. So his pace, that everyone knows, is phenomenal. You know, we, we want to try and help improve his view of the game you know, improve him tactically and we think that we can do that. And Timothy's a young boy that we've seen in pre-season. Our connections with PSG means that we, we've we got a lot of good connections with a lot of their players. And he's a delightful young boy, you know, he carries a heavy shirt with his father, uh, but he's, he's the humility and how he carries himself is, is fantastic. And, and just meeting him and his family, he's very determined. He had other options to go to, but he, they and he felt that Celtic was a good option for him to. To continue on his development
1: 01419511025 William is a Celtic fan From Craigend What have you made of the signings So far William And what's next?
10: I think How you doing guys Alright?
1: Good Thank
10: you. Uh, I, I think the signings I think they're quite similar We've got uh, I think Edward uh, Looks quite similar To the, the boy Bay, Bay uh, I think the the boy Timothy Weir Can play wide And I think uh, uh, Burke Can play wide as well You know so but I'm a wee bit different, a wee bit different for, for maybe some Celtic fans. I would like to see Ralston get his chance at right back eh, rather than buying, buying a right back. Eh, and also, I would like to ask Jim about wee Jack Aitchison, how he's doing and the goalkeeper situation as well. I think Celtic need a goalkeeper. Eh, I think eh, the boy De Vries is, is older than... Uh, Gordon And uh, we've got Bane there And the boy The boy airs doing well I think it's Dillon uh, Ross doing uh, I think he's doing well At air So I would like to ask Jim If Celtic Would Would bring that boy back After the season And maybe Play him as a third keeper You know I don't know What he thinks of that yeah.
3: Well, I think it's like any any young player. Um, obviously, first and foremost, getting first team experience is great. So, like, so for instance, Ross going out to United and getting these games. I mean, obviously, the ideal person was Chris McCarron who's coming in the second <laughs> half true. of the show, who's uh, you know in 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 charge of that department, and he can let you know uh, how they how they feel and how Celtic feel about uh, players getting loan. But uh, you know, it's all about experience. I mean, Celtic are doing a similar thing. Timothy Weir, for instance, and you hear Brendan Rodgers saying that that you know coming away learning the game, Oliver Buck. he said he's got, they're going to try and educate him in his game, knowledge, game awareness. So, Celtic are doing a similar thing with a lot of their young players. So, you know, it's Ross doing? I think Connor Hazard has went into Patrick Patrick Thistle Thistle recently. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I agree, William, with yourself that it'd be great for one of those young goalkeepers or any young players to go back in. I'm I'm a big fan of Anthony Ralson's. I think Anthony Ralston every time he's, he's into a Celtic team, he always looks... You know, accomplished Both defensively And in attacking uh, And I'm a, bit, a little bit surprised That he's not played more First team games for Celtic But again, that's uh, the choice I mm. mean, uh, they've had Gamboa And obviously Lustig And even at times They've put Ayer there Who's not a natural right back And again, I would like to see But I, I suppose you know, you have to look at a number of things You know, I, I haven't seen them training every day You know, how, how they've worked Maybe they've had little niggles here and there Maybe it's just no timing But certainly for me, I think Ante Ralston, If you'd Ante Ralston on one side, mm. Kieran another Two young boys that come through the ranks Both tremendous energy Good defenders, good going forward I think it's a really good mm. situation for Celtic to be in But, you know, Lustig has been the preferred choice whenever he's fit Anything you can tell, William, about Jack Aitchison?
1: He was asking.
3: Yeah, well, Jack. Jack was a young player. Came, in, he came into the Barton just before I went in there and played that a few games. Uh, you know, for one reason or another he, he just didn't feel a hundred percent comfortable. So he went back to Celtic. So he's been back at Celtic's um, development squad uh, um, In their group again as a young player to get thrown into Celtic's first team, very very young. I think sixteen years of age or something. And uh, again, a player with potential. I think it's difficult when Celtic go and sign an eighteen-year-old from PSG as a as a striker or a forward. Then it can kind attend of to, to tell you that they don't believe that the younger players there are quite ready for that next stage in that area of the pitch, and um, because if they, if they were, then why would you go and sign someone from France? So I think that he's obviously got a little bit of work to do, maybe physically looking to develop because it does that side of it does take longer, you know, to just take, to get that extra muscle on. Because ability, technique, sharpness, very very good player, but maybe Celtic are just looking for a little bit more. Physicality, and that's part of the reason why they've brought in three players at the top end of the pitch. William,
10: I, I think that's right, Jim. I think there's a wee quarts of fate, you know. Mm. I look at, I look at Stuart Armstrong and do not Southampton, mm. and it's maybe put, it's maybe put Steve Davis in the pecking order a wee bit, mm-hmm. and in and, and Rangers, have got him. You know what I mean, going back up. And I look at the same with Burke coming in. Maybe Buck is going to be ahead of. Uh, we, we, we Johnson, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look at I look at different things like that, and I say to myself, "Well, I'm no really I, I'm not really want to uh, see these players getting getting put down the pecking order. I want to see them in the team, you know what I mean? And uh, where I, I, obviously it didn't work when he when he played up front against Rangers, but if you play them in his right position, play them wide, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't like to see too many lone players coming in and putting. Uh, Young talent doing the pecking order. That's that's the best way I would I would put it across. You know.
1: Yeah, that, that certainly goes back to something Brendan Rodgers said, Mark, about Oliver Burke. He said, you know, he talks about his pace and, and his power, but said something along the lines of, "I'm paraphrasing. You know, we we want to add the game intelligence or awareness, something like that." He said, um, but it's only a six month loan, so they're going to have to do that. Very quickly and, and hope that That then gets him To a level Where he where he is Contributing to the First team Within the space Of six months Yeah
2: he'll need to You know Fit into the The structure That, that, that Celtic have The good thing For somebody I would imagine Like an Oliver Buck um, Or Bio or, or, or the striker But particularly Oliver Buck, Is more often Than not Celtic On the front foot It's a great opportunity For him to come here and, and that phrase Rip it up You know I think He's got the potential To go and rip it up um, In the SPFL uh, Premiership I think he can do that I think at first He'll be given the chance To go and operate in the left hand side uh, I'm coming in Off of there um, I mentioned Boy's going out I would say There has to be A question mark Over Scott Sinclair's future um, At Celtic I would imagine Being a, being a big air. I'm not saying Celtic Need to get rid of people to, to balance their books But at some point They do And I, I just think That Scott Sinclair's Contribution Hasn't been great um, Over the past 18 months But particularly um, This season So uh, I think if you bring in somebody like Oliver Burke um, You bring him in to, to play games and give an opportunity And I think that puts Sinclair down the, the peck And maybe Sinclair might quite fancy a move down mm. to the English Championship
1: What about William's initial point about right backs And he he hopes Anthony Ralston, Ralston We saw it in the summer yeah. um, Puccini was the man they wanted you mm. know, Reportedly couldn't get it done in the summer We've seen various reports this window about Castagna um, yeah. Playing over in Italy at the moment was that the, the Belgian guy? Yeah, yeah. Is your gut telling you that they get one in or that, or that Ralston yeah. makes it his own? Well, maybe
2: I think ideally Brendan Rogers wants one in. Look, Celtic have made that a priority position. I know they've been scouring all over Europe for a right back. Because he didn't get Puccini doesn't mean to say that they've stopped looking very disappointed they didn't get Puccini So, with the great respect to Anthony Ralston, Brendan Rogers clearly thinks that he's not up to being a first team 40 game a season. Right back And that's why their, their search for a right back Has been extensive And uh, Again ideally um, For Brendan Rodgers If the opportunity To bring one in this month And if that means spending four, five, six million quid on one I think they'll do it uh,
1: We're on Twitter remember At Clyde SSB David McGill says you are talking about Rangers Closing the gap on Celtic Comarnock are on, only one point Behind Rangers Have they not closed the gap too?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I think, it, I think uh, you, you know. I think you, you mentioned over the last couple of nights that command that were in the mix as well, and you know we always go back to the, the simple factors. In the last year, you know their forms has been as good as anybody in, in a year, uh, you know. But uh, again, I think we just think that uh, perhaps um, they won't have the, the the strength over the full. Calendar, you know the full season calendar to to you know to to make a concerted challenge. But at this moment in time, they're absolutely in the mix. so are Aberdeen, you know. So you know we're not we're not writing anyone If We were delighted that there is a, a real challenge at the top end. All we're, we're speaking at this moment in time is the signing The signings are that Rangers and Celtic are going. Okay, we're going to try and make a real push for this title. As far as I know, yet I've only lost John Jones Not not out the door yet, but signing a pre-contract, so they 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 look as if they could be losing talented players rather than improving. And I think with the other teams improving, you would expect him to to to, to start to create a gap. I'm I'm glad
2: you mentioned Stevie Clark because I, I, I don't think we've we've missed us. Well, certainly have no spot about it, but. In terms of the praise that have been lavishing on Stephen Gerrard and what he's done in a short space of time and, and continually for, for, for Brendan Rogers, actually, the most successful story and the person who does deserve the most the most praise for 2018, without a doubt, is, is Stevie Clark because, because this is a West of Scotland programme and 95% of the time all we think about is the old firm. But actually, when you take it back and analyse it, you look at Steve Clark's budget and you look at what Stephen uh, Gerrard's had. Uh, and what Brendan mm. Rodgers has got But actually the best story The best achievement By a distance Is Steve Clark. Absolutely No doubt about that But just because <laughs> He manages Kilmarnock We don't actually mm. talk about it enough But um, Again yeah, but back this program, to The Kilmarnock yeah. fans
3: can come on this programme yeah. And they can talk their club up They can talk their manager up Because They're perfectly entitled to do so The platform's there for them you know and it's it's important that we you know we look at the achievements of these the, the you know the, this this type of manager mm-hmm. who's been absolutely sensational
1: As always differing opinions on Twitter Gary Henderson says that um, Celtic's young dynamic signings will always beat the desperation of past it established names and Celtic will win the league by 10 points minimum but Ewan says Rangers signings are 100 times better than Celtic's 100 times he says Davis knows the score Defoe is a Premier League striker Oliver Burke flopped in Leipzig and Wea will need at least a season to settle so there we go Uh, we can uh, agree to disagree 01419511025 John is in Proven Mill Hi John
11: even
3: Gordon,
11: and Mark. Hello uh, John. Hi John. Uh, Mark, can I make a wee point to you, mate, if you don't mind? Yes. <coughs> into the debate. See, you said Celtic
2: are actually taking. Can you defend that for me? Did you base that on, mate? I base it on the results this this season and the league position. I base it on the fact that on can I the stop road. There, can I stop you there? Yeah. League, posi- league position. Uh
11: huh. Where are they?
2: Yeah, they're top of the league.
11: So how can you how can you say that they're actually taking at the top of the, the league, mate?
2: Well, they're, they're t- I'm not disputing that, and I've tipped Celtic to win the title, and I'm still tipping to win the title. But what I'm saying is, if you're Rangers, if you're neutral looking back at it, Celtic are there for the taking. And why I would say that is because mm. the performances on the road, off the top of my head, they've been to Motherwell, Hibs, Hearts, Livingston, Colmarnock, and you. St Mirren, and not one at any of those venues. So, yes, t- they the
11: Rangers? On the road.
2: Yeah, I, listen, uh, absolutely matter, I say, I'm, sorry, I'm, but sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, what I'm sorry, what I'm I'm saying, saying, saying is, John, me. I think you ta- I think any neutral I take it you're a Celtic supporter. I don't right, I don't long know. Long that, long but I'm not I'm asking a question, just get my facts right. So I think if you if you are a neutral and you're assessing the situation and you're assessing where Celtic have been for under two years under Brenda Rogers and now, and particularly the way Rangers won the last old firm game. You take a neutral stance Not a Celtic stance Not a Celtic supporter stance A neutral stance I would say That Celtic If I'm Rangers I'm saying Yeah absolutely this season oh. Celtic are there for the taking That said Celtic might still go on And win the title with 10 points That wouldn't overly surprise me But at this moment in time You would have to say That Celtic are there for the taking it just
11: doesn't make sense to me Mark Because when you say about Albrox, Celtic I would say about four players right out He draws you out A main player Only you know, scores in the big games they're the best player in the team, Hank McGregor, left back. No, no striker. Listen, the Rangers they have to win the match. I'm not, I'm not disputing that at all, Mark. But what mm-hmm. I want to have to understand is when you come out and see something else they're taking, Rangers, so, what, the Aberdeen and the uh, Aberdeen come do You
5: think
2: they would be seeing A Celtic Rangers team? because on the road they've uh, aye. On listen the road, I, yeah absolutely. I and I, and the I mean, reason I say I Rangers, can't. the reason I say Rangers will be thinking that's because Celtic are the champions. They're the benchmark. They're the ones that the others have got to catch. Now for many many years have been out of sight for for various reasons. But now for the first time in almost a decade, you're kind of saying, oh, God, aye, Celtic might I actually know win they're the out. league this season. I, no, I, I don't, don't I think I don't think team that's team. unfair to say that at the halfway point I, I, of the league when they are they are top of the league the potential would be three points in front but I would say why? Yeah, this season yeah I, I would, yeah. I
11: would get the same and a logical answer to that is of course if I was sitting here my, there's a team at the top of the, the, the league right that uh-huh. game in hand Right i have bought some players in there But I think the boy But will Right up this league right? I That's my personal opinion uh-huh. But I'm not going to go And have a go at Defoe's Or the guys that's been At by a box Defoe I'm not going to have We digs I just want to sit back See come May If to go on To do the treble treble I think the pundits Need to have a look at themselves Because the media The media drive for uh, <clears throat> Especially when Terrell Whatever you call The special manager the guy's not won anything yet, but see come May if he didn't win anything, Mark. Do you think there'll be questions, J- will be questions uh, asked by the Rangers fans? Nothing won. He did even finish third See if he didn't finish second, he finished sub, and he didn't win anything. But, but what would the questions be asked, Mark? Do think they'll be asking for Jared said.
2: I don't know I mean I, I think certainly to, For it to be a successful season Rangers would need to Win the Scottish Cup I think that would have to Mark the success Win a trophy In terms of what how the league Finishes up Come the middle of May John I don't know It would depend how close If they didn't win it But say they're within Four, five, six points Or Celtic You'd have to say That is terrific uh, progress But I think now Considering the situation If you want to put A Rangers sat on Where it stands right now And what Rangers have done In terms of the expenditure On Defoe and Davis. I would say that Rangers would be very, very disappointed if they're not champions in me.
1: Right, we're running late for the travel. Thanks to John and Proven Mill. More calls after we hear from Amber.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are here with me Gordon Duncan You can give us a call or send us a tweet Uh, And don't forget in the second hour of tonight's show We're going to be joined by Celtics Head of Youth Academy Chris McCart uh, Talking about the goings on at Lennox Town And of course Academy Football in general This is our winter shutdown week if you like We always try and do something a bit different In the second hour of the shows Uh, That's what's coming up this evening Mark there was uh, various other pieces of news to run through, transfers dominate the headlines as always um, But we've got a managerial casualty this yeah. afternoon as well
2: Yeah, Alan Johnson has been has been sacked uh, by Dunfermline uh, I was at Dunfermline's game against Aloua on, on Saturday going as you know, East End Park And um, I'm not overly surprised by the decision Considering the reaction of the, the, the supporters at full time Dunfermline were two up, they were cruising But the players appeared to just take their foot off the gas a little bit Gave uh, Allo a glimmer of hope And, and they took advantage But... Um, First of all I feel sorry for Alan Because I like Alan a lot of time For Alan Johnson A good guy Good at his job But what I would say Whoever's next in at that job They're inheriting a fantastic squad To be fair to the Fernland board, They've certainly backed Their manager Some really right good players in there And they should be They should have more points on the board So there's a real chance for somebody to get in there and do well
1: And as always Jim Out of work managers or managers operating at perhaps a slightly lower level They're all on Red alert! You've seen guys like Jim Goodwin's name mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's early days, but an attractive
3: position. I think Jim Goodwin would be the favourite for me because I think he's done a fantastic job at Aloha. and again, as I have said many times, and Aloha seems to be a good grounding, uh, a club to, to learn your trade. And uh, you know, I think Jim's next on there. Um, uh, you know, I, th- I think the, the, the way the way they've progressed, I think uh, he would he would be looking to 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 move to a to a higher level, and I think that's certainly one that would be in the frame. But I, I think it's difficult. I mean, although I, I agree with Matt to a certain degree that they have a, a lot of good players, them Fairman. I the one thing that they 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 lost was their goals. They had Nicky Clark and Declan McManus, and both of those players were transferred in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, one went to Dundee, one went to Ross County, and I think that was about forty goals or something out yeah. of out, out yeah. their team. And so difficult to replace. They brought in Ail Backturi from from Dundee, and on alone he had a, a, a spell there when they were in Division mm-hmm. One. And he scored The guy on Lone um, Hearts Who scored a yeah, couple of the weekend Keener 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 Who's, done, him, who's right? done okay And scored yeah. a couple of goals Andy Ryan but, but you lose A big part no, of your team When yep. you score Those type of goals mm. And that's very difficult To replace I mean we've seen it in the past With clubs like Dundee When he lost Greg Stewart And Kyle, uh, Kane Hemmings And things mm-hmm. like that And so many play Teams I think As soon as you lose Your goal scorers That puts a big uh, burden on mm. you, you know, and, and it's hard to recover from that. And although they're doing okay, and again, if you look at Alan, I think they got them promoted, I think they finished fifth, I think they were in the playoffs. And this year they've stumbled a little bit, but I think they're only about four points off the playoffs. So I think it is a bit harsh, but that's the reality of football these days.
1: David's and Denny. Hi, David. Hi, good evening, panel. How are we? Not too bad at all, thank you. What's your point tonight? Uh, my point
8: tonight is uh, a week past the weekend. And there's no Premier League games on and we're listening to... Uh, I, I probably saying the Premier League games that are on. Owen Kearney comes out and says, uh, well, let's say... Uh, there's a few guys that won't play for me again. Robbie Nielsen at Dundee United. There's a few players that won't play for me again. Ray McKinnon at Falkirk. Oh, there's a few players that won't play for me again. And uh, Gary called at Partick. Oh... I've given them so much time. There's a few that won't play for me again. Now, it's easy if you're a manager coming out in the sound bites, but the proof of the pudding has got to be who the sign in, in January.
1: Yeah, David makes it a fair point that those managers' lists—that—that—that's no. that, what happens. You're a struggling mm. manager. You've gone in. You're you're desperate for the window to open so you can try and do something about it.
3: Yeah I don't quite get What David's point is there In terms of He's just he's just telling The public Or the fans That these guys Are, are getting moved out You know and, and you don't Mention all the guys You're trying to bring in Because a lot of these managers Particularly Thistle Falker Guys mm. they, they may be in the same market So you don't uh, Alert The other club that you might be interested in someone or negotiating with someone because the other club might go in mm. and just nick them off you at the last minute. So you keep your cards close to your chest. I'll be, when c- you're I'll, to sign I'll be cynical. Oh,
1: just, I'll be cynical just for the fun of it. Mm. Is it an easy out for managers as if to say, "Listen, don't don't judge me in this. Look at this lot. I've got you know. Forget about that. Let, let, let's let's wait. Nah, Criticise me down the line. I don't. I don't think managers go into the
3: job thinking, "Oh, don't blame me for this." I mean, I'm a summer situation. that the you're in there a number of games. If you don't win enough. Regardless of the players, you either inherit or you, you, you know, you, you take the responsibility. That is your job. You know, you can't then pass the buck to someone else that had the job, however many months ago. So no, I think it's I said, they will get players in. But what all, all they're doing now is just announcing that a lot of these players will move on. They're also alerting other clubs. They've probably told their agents. They're probably they might well have emailed other clubs. Listen, these guys are available. Like Matt says at the top club, just try to create space. Create a bit of finance to bring other players in. And they will bring other players. And they have done. I think Falkirk have brought in about five already. Yeah, I think Ray yeah. McKinnon will be I would, I would agree. I would
8: agree. Falkert have brought five. Yeah. In. And I yeah. think Thistle
3: brought in a couple. Six. I, th- I think a couple at this moment in time. Yeah, they have, yeah. I, 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 I think they brought in. I think they brought in. I thought sort of
1: Thistle were up to five and Falkirk yeah. were up to seven. But it's yeah. certainly It's around that, David.
3: St. So, so brought in a few. So you, they are bringing in players in. So I don't quite get you, David. What is what you want managers well, my, to do.
8: Well, my point, my point is, is mm-hmm. that Jim? Sorry. Yes. Yes, David. My, my point is that some of the managers that have come out and said
3: that mm-hmm.
8: will hang out their players that they're getting rid of, mm-hmm. will not be able to bring in better players mm-hmm. and still not achieve what they need to do for their team mm-hmm. over the season. So it's an easy soundbite. Now, there's a lot of managers on that cycle, uh, whether it's in the the, the the Scottish League or or, or Gary, who went uh, ten games at Chesterfield with one win, and now he's at Partick with one one in thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you've got to find out who can manage and who can't.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, the the the, the managers will ultimately be. Um, judged by, as I said, the results. Recruitment is another big thing. There's no doubt that that's part of your uh, your job to recruit well. And and then if you get results, fine. If you don't, you lose your job. That that mm. that's that's what will happen if they if he doesn't turn results around, regardless of whether he's in there for three months, six months, or a year, you lose your job. And so m- managers are. Are keener than anyone and more determined anyone to get it right because it's their neck is on the line.
1: Right, let's be quick and squeeze in Johnny, who's a Comarnock fan in Paisley. Hi, Johnny.
11: Hi. I'm
12: um, wanting to talk about the Steve Clark success story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just trying. Jim Duffy was obviously saying he's wanting Comarnock fans to phone in, mm-hmm. but these are so biased to the old firm that it's unbelievable.
1: So, so hold on, let, let, let me get this straight. You're you're using your opportunity to praise Comarnock. To, to actually complain about The old firm instead
12: Yes, precisely Because Look oh, right. after I peak, It's Rangers it's Celtic Coast. But not only that I want to talk about another thing and Go I for it I want to talk about Rangers His firm Before they went Into the old firm
1: So hold on Let me get this straight <laughs> You're complaining that Kilmarnock don't get coverage But you're a Kilmarnock fan And you're calling up To talk about Rangers Yes I've got various points Right, we're, we're we're quite short on time. Go go for the Rangers form first, then.
12: Right, the Rangers form before going into the old form was an absolute abysmal. If you remember, um, Stephen Gerrard's went out, and quite frankly, he stole our best player as well. Which is another point I want to make that the old firm There's no chance, even with Stevie Clark and all his wisdom. There's no chance for a command to have a challenging for the league, because when these players just get they get they get roped in. To this own from mentality, um, but the Rangers get the the win, and now all of a sudden he's the Messiah of Scottish football. Steve Clark has pulled a rabbit out a hat there um, with the commanding side that he's got, and I don't think it'll be long till teams are sniffing about him.
1: Mark Greedy. Yeah.
2: Sniffed about Steve Clark. Yes. Yeah, I listen. To he absolutely deserves it. Um, you know, he did say that. <laughs> Just 10 minutes ago That the best story Of the year is isn't Stephen Gerrard Or Brendan Rodgers Or whoever It's Steve Clark and we said that That is the most successful Story of the year And deserves the most praise It's just because It's mainly Celtic And Rangers fans That phone in But that's good That you've phoned in To speak about Rangers But um, Yeah Jordan Jones You're right In terms of the point you make Because that's what we said It's such a remarkable job Because of the difference In budgets That Steve clark has Got to come with But when The downside of doing well And being successful Is it attracts attention To your players And under different circumstances, Johnny, where I do have a lot of sympathy for that was normally they could have comfortably got at least 500 grand, I would say, in the, in, in the current market for somebody like Jordan Jones. But just because his contracts and his last six months, um, you know, they might end up doing a deal with Rangers for maybe 80, 90, 100 grand, maybe. I don't think so, but you're going to lose a guy for nothing. And for me, that's sad that when you do develop a player and do really well with them, you don't get the proper going rate.
1: Right, thank you to Johnny and Paisley We're already a minute late for the news uh, Anthony News on Twitter He says Celtic have let other teams get closer to them With some complacent, mediocre performances this season Normality will soon be restored after the break It's time for this the Pundit
0: with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday
1: Beat the Pundit next up your chance to take on Mark or Jim give us a call please 01419511025 do it quick you only have until the news at 7 o'clock
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish Accident and Injury victims For 40 years
1: Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here With me Gordon Duncan and we Have been joined In the studio by Celtics Head of Youth Academy Chris McCart. So we're going to Be talking all The goings on At Lennox Town And of course Academy football In general Something we always Try and do at this Time of year uh, When the Premiership Goes on its holidays So we'll get to that Keep the calls coming On 0141 951 1025 uh, But first let's do
0: Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday.
1: Beat the pundit time. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are standing by. One of them is taking on Duncan from Lanark. How are you tonight, Duncan? Aye, not bad. Fancy your chances?
13: Uh, I don't know. I got beat
1: the last time I was on. (sighs) So on for a bit of revenge. Aye. Who beat you? Was it one of these two? Uh, no, Hugh Evans. Oh, I can't let you live that down honestly You'll never get over no, I'm over it yet yeah. Right, let's see how you got on tonight Heads, you're up against Mark Tails. You're up against Jim And it is tails. So Jim Duffy i will give you a spot of Clyde 2 in your ear So you don't know what we're saying And we'll get the clock up and running Duncan, you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? There you are. Which Hibs player is out for the season After knee surgery? Volume. Who's the manager of Morton? Pass. What nationality is new Celtic striker Vakun Isuf Bayo? Nigerian. Uh, where did Lauren Shankland begin his playing career? Queen's Park. Which Scottish town do Arthurley play in? Pass. And manager Alan Johnson has left which Scottish club? Name one team to have made five total appearances in Scottish Cup finals.
13: Uh, Patrick Russell.
1: Timothy Wu just about started. Timothy Ware's father is the president of which African country? Uh, pass. Okay Doc, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jimmy are you with us? Yep. Listen
3: to one of the greatest pop songs ever written, Billy Jean by Michael oh, Jackson. There we go. Mm.
1: Sorry to tear you away, but mm-hmm. we've got important business you ready? Yep. Okay, Doc. Which Hibbs player is out for the season after knee surgery? Martin Boyle. Who's the manager of Morton? Jonathan Johansson. What nationality is new Celtic striker Vacun Isuf Bayo? Ivory Coast. Where did Lawrence Shanklin begin his playing career? Uh, Queen's Park. What Scottish town did Arthur Lee play in? Uh, Ayrshire. Manager Alan Johnson has left which Scottish club? Confirming. Name one team to have made 5 total appearances in Scottish Cup finals. Celtic Timothy Weir's father is the president of which African country? Liberia. Okay. You think Celtic have been in 5 Scottish nah, Cup I, I finals? I
3: was I was just thinking in succession I had this kind of succession <laughs> It was quite thing quite a confusing head, question. So well, I, didn't, I didn't quite get it.
1: Duncan, what do you think? Fancy your chances
13: oh, I now I think
1: I got up there You got served right Let's go through it and find mm-hmm. out Which Hibs players out for the season After knee surgery It is Martin Boyle What a blow that is mm-hmm, Huge yeah. blow isn't Massive it Massive blow uh, Who is the current manager of Morton It is Jonathan Johansson Answered by the former manager of Morton 2-1 to Jim Duffy You both got the first one right uh, Ivory Coast That's where the new boy Bio is from So it goes 3-1 to Jim Duffy You both knew that Lauren Shanklin Kicked off at Queen's Park So well done 4-2 Arthur Lee Mark Guidi. Yes, they are from mm. Barhead Well done what So, uh, 4-2 still Alan Johnson has left them Fairman You both got that right 5-3 um, This was a, a confusing question Any of the teams have been in five Scottish Cup finals You had Falkirk, Dumferman, Dundee or Renton There you go You come back yeah, a bit for that one I think the uh, Not not Celtic incidentally And Timothy Weir's <laughs> father is the president of Liberia That just meant that you stretched your lead Jim Duffy So a 6 for you And a 3 for Duncan Hardlines Duncan no worries just. It's going to have to be third time lucky for you Give it a go some other time hi Right bye. Good man right. Right. right you can still call as always 0141 951 1025 Jim and Mark are still here um, But I'm pleased to say we're joined by Celtics Head of Youth Academy Chris McCart Chris how are you? Thanks for joining us
6: Very well thank you Gordon
1: uh, Let's just straight into it then Kick off How do you rate
6: the, the, the current success of Celtics Youth Academy? Is it in good health? It's in very good health And our stats would probably back that up If you mean our main purpose as an academy is to develop Champions League players and over the last 18 years we've had um, 19 you no-academy know, players play in the group stage as Champions League. We've had 55 players make their debut uh, from the academy during that period and there's 180 players in total um, you no know, playing professional football that's come through Celtics mm. Academy. One of the biggest challenges you know, for the academy is that they can get opportunity. It's that sustaining it. And against you no know, international players acquisitions you no know, coming in, so that's always one of the biggest challenges for any youth player at Celtic. What does success look like then for for the Celtic Youth Academy? Is, is it
1: all about the n- the number of players that, g- that get into that first
6: team? How do you define success? No, success in various ways, but obviously you no, know, said, that main purpose is to get there to the first team, um, as the first stage. Then obviously you no, know, if a manager can select you in a Champions League game, it means that he trusts you. Uh, technically, tactically, physically, know that you know your game knowledge in every aspect of the game. Um, so, another aspects is that holistic approach. You no, know? so it's not always just about the player; it's about developing the person. So that's success as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, just before the break, for instance, you you would have had a Celtic team essentially, which had Tierney, Forrest,
1: McGregor, Ralston, Johnson, and at the same time, how much how much pride do you take
6: in in seeing that at a first team level? I think everyone that works at the academy takes you know, a lot of pride in that and what the, the players have achieved. I said one, one of the interesting facts you know, about you know, the players you know, James, Callum, KT, Jack Henry, um, as well Michael and Anthony is that they are all at the academy at nine, ten years of age. They come in at the junior academy, come in under Martin Miller, and that. So there's something there. These six players are now present, you know, have come through you know, a long stage, part of the culture, part of the footprint. And no, and coming through. No, whether the club values. How
1: How do you better that? What, what's the next stage? Because I mean that technically that could be half an outfield team, but Celtic are obviously a huge club and they want to try and, and sign players from elsewhere. What What are the aspirations? I mean, can you ever aim for a a team full of youth academy graduates? Is
6: that I mean, is that just is that too much? Well, the last time we won that, we won the European Cup in 1967. <laughs> so I've come back a bit. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, I'm interested to know about the the relationship at the club what input does Brendan Rogers have he's got a massive influence all managers of no have been have been excellent no they've been great to work with no but Brendan he's brought this learning no this development this coaching type environment no to the club he takes interest from our under 12s no our junior academy no all the way right through no any coach can go and Chappy's his door, He'll give them time any parent um, it's not always the best players. No, he, there's a difference to him which uh, has really benefited our academy. Has he been quite hands on, Getting involved regularly, constantly, in and through? It one of his great skill sets is communication, and it says not only just on a daily basis, but he would have in services, you know with the, you know the, the staff, and he has that on a regular basis. What type of incentive is that for a a young academy player then, not only to
1: look up to a, a Forrester McGregor, a Tierney? But see the first team manager taking interest Is that is, is that the incentive for them to try and, and kick on And ultimately make that, that that first team
6: slot? Yeah, you've got to remember Our manager's background was academy football He started off you know, as an under nine coach He worked his way through academy So he, he knows what academies are all about you know, he, he knows the work it's involved with, the academies And it's, you know, it's important mm. to him It's also very important for the club you Know That the academy does very well and and certainly the manager promotes that. How important is a uh, is the
1: structure so that that you know lasts years? For instance, I'm I'm assuming you correct me if I'm wrong. Brendan Rogers won't be your boss. How do, how does that work? Who, who do you answer to? What's the the separation of powers there to ensure there's a, a continuity throughout the place?
6: Yeah, well, I, I'm in a very fortunate position that for football I would answer to to the manager, and for the business side I would answer to Peter. So and no, in the daily basis I speak with the manager and I speak with Peter. Yeah. Strategy is a big part of Celtic um there and, and they look to put you no know, an excellent structure in place. And are you able
1: to, to ensure continuity in
6: the sense like um I mean does it does every
1: team mirror the way the first team plays? Or is that is
6: that an idealist approach or does that actually happen? No, that, that does happen, but there's an aging stage you no know, part of that as well. You no, know, I said from then you no know, are under two once they start playing 11 asides sides, we you know the same principles as the first team, but it's just that aging stage. And what they can achieve and do, but the manager likes the reserve team, you no know, under Tommy McIntyre and under eighteen is no Michael a. Hall and Greg Robertson. That they 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 play in the you know the same way to the first team, very similar. But again, it's all about principles, it's all about the philosophy, and he wants it seamless throughout the club. Mm. Jim and Mark, you'll be no stranger at this time of year. We always try and look a bit at sort of mm. youth
1: football, grassroots football, whatever it may be. And the reason that it's so important because Chris has read the stats. It can be an incredibly good business tool for your club yeah. if you can make your own players. You don't need to buy them, mm. um, but also that emotional thing that fans have. There is, there's nothing better as a fan, and this goes to fans of all clubs. Yeah. When you turn up on a Saturday and you hear it, it's one of our own. Isn't that's that's yeah. the idea?
3: Yeah, I mean we hear you know people singing Harry Kane and all this kind of stuff, you know, but. I mean take take the football side away i mean there, there's a minimum fifty million pounds worth of talent there coming through the ranks just minimum i mean you could you could be anything from fifty million w- w- double that possibly, but you know the the fact is that you know Celtic have always been renowned for promoting the young players as as says all the way back to the the sixties and in that, so you know they've always been renowned in the style of play. The thing I was going to ask us is obviously, you know, you said that that 18 years of that academy, but with with all the various different managers come in, how does that structure, or does the structure change at all when the manager changes? Because, for instance, if a young player, for instance, at this moment in Kieran Tierney, is playing in a certain style under Brendan Rodgers, but if Brendan Rodgers left, another manager comes in says, listen, we want to play a, a slightly different way. Does that impact, you know, your coaching structure within the academy?
6: No, but it's, it's wise of us to, to take on board you know, the, 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 the present manager's you know, philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think the best academy manager is your first team manager. You know, so when I first came in, it was in 2008, Gordon Strachan was the manager, and it was Neil Lennon, you know, the Tony Mowbray, you know, Ronnie, um, and you know, obviously you no know, our manager at, at present. So it's, it's important at that time that you build up a good communication. It's, the academy's got to push them up but the first team have got to drag them as well, if you mean. So you've got to get that connection. Without that connection, and, and that's what a lot of clubs is missing, if you mean. And it's, it's my job and all the academy coaches you know, to work and make sure that you know, we're part of it and part of the philosophy. If the manager leaves the moron, Peter's put this structure in place, this investment with the academy, you know that'll sit, that'll not be touched by a manager, if mm-hmm. you mean. So they, they need to go through the board if they're looking mm-hmm. to to touch, and that's part of the strategy. You know, the technical functions are stalled, they're in solid place. Mm-hmm.
2: In, in, in terms of uh, Chris, the the uh, the players that 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 come through, how much satisfaction do you get? I've just written down four or five that have been sold for for big money, that you and the coaches see when. Yeah, you want to go and see them play for Celtic, but ultimately they'll move on like like an Aidan McGeady who who goes on and the club sell for twelve, thirty million quid. What kind of satisfaction do you get for that when you see the boys, you know, go from Celtic, make them mat, and then Sean Maloney goes down the English Premiership, etc., etc. What does that get for you?
6: Yeah, that's what I said to start. It's a massive pride. No, I never in in the work in which I said I came in two thousand and eight. But the work put in before, well, you no, know, the the academy managers, you know, before that, you no, know, there's a lot of credit there. I was very fortunate, you know, that I was asked by Tommy Burns, you no, know, to come in to be Tommy's assistant, you no, know, in the first place. And then, you no, know, due to his illness, I end up taking taking over. But I said, you no, know, the work put in, you no, know, back for George Adams, Eric Black, Wallumix Stay, um, near Tommy. It says, and, and that that's why the clubs reaping the, these rewards today. And that's that's more than twenty years ago, isn't it? That's more than twenty, but that's yeah. what youth development. about it's a long term plan, it's not about the short term.
3: See, when the, you know you get obviously when we we're rightfully, and I've said this many times. You know, it's, 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 you know, people always look at the the fantastic players brought in, but fans will always look at what you haven't done or a negative. So, for instance, at this moment in time, people are highlighting Celtic's. Um, Lack of a striker And they're saying Well where's the young strikers Coming through We're always known For bringing the young strikers through So when you get that Do you get um, A remit Listen Let's go and Let's target this area This is an area Where we haven't quite You know Found that That top class Young striker Coming through Over the last few years do you do you go to your coaches, your scouts, and things like that, and say, "Listen, this is an area we need to try and focus on," or do you just think, "No, no, listen, this will come eventually," and just leave the system as it is
6: Yeah, no, it's, it's both. You know, we we speak with the scouting department. You with know, we welcome stay, mm-hmm. and that what, what uh, we're looking for regarding the profile mm-hmm. of a player. But obviously, I was listening earlier with Jack Aitchison mm-hmm. No, getting the Jack like, was the youngest yeah. player. Uh, not to play for Celtic mm-hmm. but he was also the youngest player to score mm-hmm. uh, no, obviously with his debut mm-hmm. um, he's had a difficult couple of years okay. but he's got massive potential mm-hmm. Jack and one that we think highly Michael Johnson is obviously can play through the middle mm-hmm. he can play wide mm-hmm. as, as I said earlier the, the culture is always going to be that Celtic have got to try and, and uh, identify recruit and uh, develop you know, mm. The best whether it's through scouting Or through the academy And we need to work hand in hand at a club like Celtic
1: Right fans of all clubs you can still get in touch We're still talking all the transfers of the day But if in particular you have any thoughts on academy football In general do get in touch 01419511025 Stuart is a Celtic fan In Cambus Lang Hi Stuart
13: Hi guys how you doing Good thank you Good Yeah, I'm just I'm just calling up uh, Just in terms of the, the Celtic uh, transfer market just now uh, the three players we've got on uh, relatively young It's just a, a about Celtic Maybe trying to bring in a bit of, a, a bit of experience You know With so the Celtic team it, it gets compared to the whole The, whole, the, the last treble team in Martin O'Neill And you look at the experience in that uh, Team they had You know back in the day It's just The way to move forward Obviously especially in Europe um, We need we need experience I think Mark we need
1: well, Jim Duffy what, Which areas
2: in particular shot? Sure.
13: So I say our three Our three biggest um, Experienced players Just now We've got obviously Lustig Right back For these Um Obviously Bayata Played at the World Cup And then Brown um, Obviously is Potentially going to go um, At the end of the season L- Looks more likely Lustig Again Lustig as well And then Brown Sort of Potentially going away To Australia So it's just We need We need, we need Experience Especially in the areas Centre midfield And then
2: defence I, I think we said the, the, certainly a priority appears to be for the recruitment staff is identifying uh, a first team right back somebody that's going to go in and, and, and give them 40-50 games and, and be part of a, a title winning team and making a mark uh, in Europe so I think that's an area that's been identified for quite a while and you know, as I said I wouldn't be surprised if that area is filled during this, this window um, Scott Brown I don't know if Scott Brown's going to stay or not if he does, I think it's good for Celtic. If he doesn't, then you know I think we've we've seen over the past couple of months what Callum McGregor can do in that role, um, and then at centre half, yeah, it just depends what happens with Boyata. But um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Boyata goes in this window. But um, and bearing in mind Benkovic is only alone until the end of the season, then yeah, I'm sure that's an area that the uh, that the club's looking at to to if maybe not. In this window Might not need to do something In this window But certainly for the summer Try and do something there
1: Jim can you understand that In terms of I mean there's a pretty clear strategy yep. From Celtic The players are signing off at Similar profile Young Potential and so on But Stuart's just thinking Along experienced lines
3: yeah, listen it's, it's all about the balance You know Celtic have um, A number of experienced players But they've also got Some really talented uh, players Like well, obviously in Cham, There's only I think 21 still Or somewhere about 21-22 Obviously, Callum McGregor's come in, Ryan Christie. Um, you know, so they've got some really talented players there who, for the next four or five years, comfortably will be instrumental in Celtic. Somebody that perhaps like Scott McKenna, who was on the radar as a centre back, may well be a possibility uh, in, in, in the coming months. Uh, as I mentioned the other I'm a big fan of Anthony Ralston. I think Anthony Ralston's a terrific player. Slightly disagree with Mark Mark's think, well, oh, no, not disagree. Mark believes it. She that. See, maybe don't have the confidence of him, but I think if he just gets a run in games, I would rather. Bring someone like Anthony Elson And then go and spend Four or five million pounds And a right back That's me personally Because I think Are you going to get a huge A, a, a mm. player's going to make A significant difference to your team Rather than a young player Coming through So Who's got the ability I think he's got the ability And, and I think he's got the mentality But as I said Listen it's to understand It's all about Winning matches Winning in style Being mm. successful And sometimes Younger players do you know, you can't put the whole team. in you know Chris is here tonight, and, and as you mentioned there, so many young players have come through, but there's obviously a limit where they have to recruit and bring in players because they need that immediate result as well. But Just, one of the
2: thing is is that in terms of fullbacks, mm-hmm. where maybe it's maybe a wee bit unfair and, and Anthony Elsey maybe a wee bit unlucky, he's coming at an era where Kieran Tierney they set the bar so mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. in terms of full-backs and Celtic, or, you know, try to replicate On the right hand side. What they've got on the left-hand side And that's maybe unfortunate for, mm. for Ralston, But is taking that full-back rule Coming through the academy Coming
1: mm. through the system To a new level Chris, is that the constant battle for you? Because I'm sure your priorities Like everyone else Are to just see the first team Do as well as possible But ultimately You, you, you want your youth players to, to be those guys Rather than the signings That must be a constant uh, battle for you
6: Yeah, it's getting the balance there And when they're ready um, From there Anthony no, just over a year ago, was playing against Neymar in the, in the Champions League. He picks up an injury. He signed a new contract you know, on the back of his Champions League. Um, it took him a while to get back in. He ended up having to go to Dundee United on loan to try and you know, get you no know, first team football. And I said, so most top teams, you've got two players, at least two players, you no know, for each position and that, and you've got to get the bat. And then, now we've got good experience. You now with Mikel, you've got it with Scott Brown. Uh, you've got it with Craig, and that it's relatively a young, dynamic side in which we we have. And I said But that—that that's a challenge For Anthony Anthony's got to make sure When you know, he gets his opportunity He stays in the team And he gets the way you know, you, you, Your listeners are, When they're phoning in Know that it's very positive On Anthony mm-hmm. now 01419511025 Let's hear from you Any thoughts
1: On youth football Academy football The transfers of the day Get in touch And we'll get the full time teaser Up and running next Mark and Jim are just delighted They've got some help
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
1: Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Our special guest tonight is Chris McCart the head of Celtics Youth Academy, as well. So keep the calls and tweets coming in. I'm going to get the full time teaser up and running. It's going to be a busy old show between now and the end of it, but let's see what we can do. Uh, Derek McCrory has sent this in all the way from Japan. There we go. Uh, so can you name 10 Scottish players? That played in the first English Premiership season And also featured in the first SPL season So what's like 92 and 98 Yes Colin Henry? Mm, yes Jim Tuffy straight oh. out of the blocks Look at that So we're looking for And by the way you can play along at home At Clyde SSB We're looking for 10 Scottish players That played Ten in the four. first English Premiership season 92-93 And also featured at least once in the first year of the SPL 98-99 Colin Hendry for Blackburn And then for Rangers Any initial thoughts Mark Guidi, Chris McCart You are the back up to these two tonight <laughs> uh, I agree? No, Alec Gray? No Craig Burley? Yes Chelsea and Celtic Well done That's a good start That's 2 out of 10 so far
2: Well I'll tell you Throwing one more in I know it's
1: probably just to, but I'll throw swim. No he's not But I'll throw in Tom Boyd <laughs> <laughs> No you're right It's not Tom Boyd Alright Craig Burley And Colin Henry You can play along on Twitter 10 Scottish players That f- played in the first English Premiership season And also featured At least once In the first year Of the SPL uh, Chris naturally When we talk about Youth Football Academy Football particularly At Celtic The guys who take the headlines Are the guys who make it Into the first team James Forrest Kieran Tierney Callum McGregor And so on you find yourself in a situation where you have a much younger academy player who's getting incredible headlines. Karamoko Dembele recently signed his first professional deal with the club. Um, firstly, how, how pleased were you to see
6: him commit his future to the club? No, we were absolutely delighted. and The, the club put a, you know, put a lot of effort and work into you know, securing Karamoko for the next three years. Um, Karamoko's always been in demand from the age of nine. It's been, you know, it's been an incredible journey for him so far. But one thing he's got, he's, he's a humble boy, he knows he's got to work hard, uh, he's just moved up to you know the development squad, reserve team um, at the minute, and he's demanding from the sports science, you know, the medical, you know, the coaches, can they do extra work with him? So he needs to keep that attitude if he's going to fulfil his uh, potential. And did Celtic face competition at this stage to, to keep him? We've faced competition since he was nine years of age. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a, a long road there, but I uh, said you no... Know, Peter's been involved in it, you know, for the last three or four years. You no, know, Michael Nicholson as well. You know, from the, the legal side and that's, you Know Brendan Rogers has had them in when they first came in. Uh, previous managers had them in as well, just to say how much you know they thought mm-hmm. of them. But Brendan Rogers actually, he, he put a five year plan together for him which you no know, was you no know, at the time. And we're two and a half years into that plan and more or less every you no-block know, has been ticked what Brendan had mm. said to him um, when, when they met him and his family. How do you handle the hype that
1: perhaps doesn't surround other academy players? How, how challenging is that f- for you, for the club, for the player?
6: I think that's the most difficult thing for all young players. And we've, you know, in the past, we've built players up, you know, the next or the next there. We've got to let them find you know, the, 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 their own destination. We've got to let them find... You know, how, how good they can be, and sometimes it's where it's the press, where it's the you know, the, the fans, where it's you no know, managers. But and they said it's very difficult for young players, you know, with all the challenges, you know, that, that, that lie ahead mm-hmm. for them, and they need all the support they can get.
1: That, that must be difficult because, of course, you can understand, I mean, ultimately, he's, he's a child, he'll soon be a young man, you've got to protect that. But at the same time, if I'm to sit and ask you, how good is he? You, you can't lie You're going to tell me He's a very good player So how do you strike the balance Between
6: giving him the praise That he's due um, But also not overdoing it It's probably just Keeping him with that Growth mindset That he's prepared to work hard you know, that He's in England uh, Under 16 Under 17 International you No, know, As well He had the choice of you no know, Scotland And he played with Scotland During that period um there yeah, Malky Mackay worked you no know, very hard to convince him you No, know, that Scotland was there. The club tried to support Malky with it as well. But he wanted to test himself against the very best in that and he's seen that you no know, the standard of the English team was uh, was uh, better than obviously you no know, the, the Scottish squad. Chris, how
3: do you how do you stop them getting their head turned though? Because nowadays it's very, very difficult. We we obviously outside influence you know, you go back to his Linferouz, you know, a few years ago, similar sort of potential or similar sort of, you know, the expectation level and then obviously goes to Chelsea and he never really, you know, fulfilled anywhere near the potential that uh, everyone thought he had. But it's very, very difficult because there's so many outside factors that, that can influence a young player and they can quite easily, if you can imagine anybody, any of us at 14, 15 years of age, someone throws an absolute, you know, lottery sum of money at you. How do, how do you keep them grounded? How do you keep their feet on the ground?
6: Yeah, that, that that's a key. It's keeping them grounded. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot from you no know, Islam mm-hmm. when they left um, there to go to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It said you no, know, the, the club get well compensated. You no know, for them going, but we don't want you no know, whether it's millions or there. It's a bit developed. We want to see them go all the way, to play their first team.
2: Mm-hmm. So you said you learned a lot from that situation. So what have you or what did you learn that you've put into place to stop a similar scenario happening with young? Um, Karamoko.
6: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With Peter Lawwell getting involved at an early stage, every manager getting involved at an early stage. You now find that you John Viola on last night, you no, know, in this program, agents are now starting to you no know, get involved, you no know, younger age groups, and then when you've got you no know, a real talent, then agents then start to get round. They start to fill their heads. Parents, then we're very fortunate through excellent communication. His family are really grounded. Uh, Karamokos. He, you know, and the family keep him in check mm. as well and if we have any issues with him you know, we've built that rapport with the father we've built it you no, know, with the, the family the sisters Is he at the school? Is he, is he, at he was at the school sitting in the school as, well, as, come as well. Through. Yeah. Well, I,
1: well I actually want to get onto that to explain fully what that structure is but just while we wrap mm. up um, on Karamoka Billy Scotland fans everywhere have just thrown something at the radios I, I can hear it about the you know in choosing at the moment to, to, to play for England he's been involved in both youth setups. is that is that a done deal? Is that or can you see him continuing to, to to wait until he makes a final decision?
6: Yeah, he's allowed one more change if he if he plays with England in the you know the championships, and that's why he didn't play with Scotland and the Victory Shield. There, he said he wanted to try and be fair and leave that opportunity you know for other young Scottish players. Um, but hopefully, we can convince him. Uh, know that he should be choosing mm-hmm. Scotland, and certainly from a club perspective, you no, know, we want him playing with Scotland. Yeah.
1: I think we we'll need to start some sort of campaign I think that's what we should do in the new year um, I mean, this, this sums it up So Mick is on Twitter, he says Ask Chris please And then he's putting capital letters mm-hmm. How good is Karamoko Dembele? Mm-hmm.
6: What would you say? Yeah, it, it, we've got to give him time And that's what I said earlier We we can label these young players, these young talents It's about hard work, it's about dedication It's about trusting in the, the plan that he, know, that he agreed to He committed to And that's one thing that Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. wants young players to commit to you know, he always says if there's 48 hours in a day People will still find excuses on there He doesn't want excuses from He wants them committed And part of that is mm. hard work you know, He's technical, he's physical And he, he's tactical What are his main strengths for anyone who hasn't seen him play? His main strengths would be his, his skill you know, he, he can move And that excites people He would get fans off you know, the edge of their seat The way, the way in which he can play He's still very small at the minute, and I said that he's now you no know, just with the growth years, you no know, just about to you no know, kick on again. And then something happened with his older brother uh, Sirique, who is at Peterborough mm-hmm. just now. So I said, Karamoko, it's just about keeping him grounded, keep him on you no know, the right path, and mm-hmm. keep giving him that support that he needs. Yeah. With all that in
1: mind, then you talk about the plan. It's years of hard work. It is well underway. How confident at this moment are you that one day he goes on and stars for Celtic's first team?
6: Yeah, I think every young player needs some luck along the way you No, know, he need, needs to stay clear of injury But, you know, he, he's, he's an exciting prospect And one that um, there's a pathway for him But also as well, he's got to earn that pathway It's not just going to be given to him mm. So I said, and that's why I keep on going back No no talent without hard work, no, is, is a waste And am I right in saying, has he got a younger brother In the, the academy system yeah, as well? he has, he's got he's young affair. coming through oh again God. Young Hassan, so I said <laughs> So you got an agent yet? Oh one four one nine
1: five one one zero two five. Any more on the teaser quickly? Gordon Jury. Yes, Tottenham and Rangers. Joe McLaughlin. Nope. No. Dan oh, Jackson. I like Chris's style. He's just sitting quiet in the yeah. corner, leaving you two to the donkey
3: walk. Come on a bit of information, Chris. Come on, uh, Dan Jackson.
1: Jury. No. no I had Dan John Spencer. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's a good start. Ten Scots that played in the first English Premiership season and also featured at least once in the first SPL season. Craig Burley, John Spencer, Gordon Jury, Colin Henry. Let's speak to John in Thornley Bank Hi, John.
14: How you doing, guys? All right.
1: Yes, good. Thanks, John. What's on your mind tonight?
14: Good. Yeah, what it was, guys, is um, I know I know we're talking about um, youth football, and obviously I I'm, I I'm a Celtic fan, so you yeah, I'm I'm really pleased that there's. You've players that are, you know, showing talent, um, and they're obviously going through the um, the Roger system uh, to, you know, make it the first team. My point was, guys, in relation to uh, injured players. So, I mean, first of all, you've got um, obviously two players that went out against Dundee with crucial, uh, knee damage, which was uh, Arzani and uh, Um and obviously, you know, how do they spot back into the team, first of all? Um, and then we also have the point of, um, you know, the likes of Nia Baton, who, you know, we don't know what's what's happened to Bouton. Um, You know, he, he is, you know, as we know, like a set and a half, or, you know, he can't play in that defensive role. Um, so I think all the Celtic fans are wanting to know uh, what's happening, Baton. as it were.
1: <laughs> well, uh... Jim Duffy, there's a lot, where John is right, there are yeah. a lot. Celtic has a big squad; that's no secret. Brendan yeah. Rodgers has spoken about it many times.
3: Well, first of all, Daniel Lozani was on loan, um, so therefore he will go back to his parent club, and then and then they'll assess his injury. So he first, you would have to be fit, playing back, playing again, and then who knows whether Celtic would take him back again at, at a further time. Um, you know, depending on who who they've got uh, currently in their squad. Um, kuasi uh, again, young players injured, and it's difficult when you've a long-term injury. When you go out for a number of months, you know. Clubs can't wait. You know, they, they they'll do everything in their power to support you. You'll, you know, the the, the manager will try And to make you feel as involved as he possibly can. But ultimately, he's got to focus on the boys who he has, and you know, they can't stand still. They can't wait on someone becoming fit. They've got to then go and either bring someone else through, like we're talking about from Chris from the the ranks, or they go and recruit and bring someone else in, and that can put you on the back foot. And it doesn't matter whether it's a, an injury, like Azani or an illness, unfortunately, like Lee Griffiths. If someone comes in and, you know, one of the strikers they've just signed and starts, you know, rattling in the goals, when Lee goes back, he might then be back, you know, instead of being, you know, vying for a place with Edward, he might be vying for a place with two other strikers or three other strikers. So it's, it's very, very difficult um, when, you know, the big clubs because they can't stand still, but mm. it is important to get the support. And they do. They've got fantastic um, resources Fantastic medical staff there, and uh, you know they'll give give them every opportunity. So they will get back fit, they will get back playing. But then the competition is to candy then force some way back into the first team, and that is, is sometimes the hardest part, actually harder than recovering from the injury.
1: John, final word to you.
14: No, I, I agree with that. Um, it's just it's just obviously you know one of the things that you know Celtic have had a you know a few players like there's an example there with Tom Rogic, that your hand um you know, and you know the Socceroos can kind of set up uh and then the other example was obviously killed Tiernist obviously, and um, you know got a you know hip hip problems and then obviously uh alternate club against you know carrying a injury, mm-hmm. so you know we obviously want all our players back, but uh <laughs> the only fans love to know time skills mm-hmm. um and again obviously going going back to theton guys i i i mean i it's just I, an update on him I just i don't know if. Is he still in? You know, the, the set up for, you know, coming back from injury or what? What is this? Th- th- Chris is he away
3: just now, Chris, with the first team?
6: Yeah, he's, he's in yeah. Dubai just now. He mm. actually played two reserve games before mm. he left as well. And I think I think it was seventy minutes you know, mm. in one of the games against Hibbs. Mm. Um, recently, so it's a big boost for the squad. You know, getting the quality mm-hmm. of someone like near back. Hopefully, that answers the
1: question. John on Twitter, Lewis says, "Can I ask Chris who he thinks is the most?" It's a good question. Who, who's the most underrated player in the academy? We hear about karim and Bellé and all, that, but are, are there others that we don't hear about that we should look out for? Lewis says on Twitter.
6: Yeah, there is, but it'd be unfair to mention yeah. them at this time and highlight the, you know, the stage. But there's a lot of hard-working players who do go underneath the radar, and it's actually a very good point because not always the. the again, I quote Brendan Rogers: he likes the silver medalists. No, mm-hmm. he likes the players that's just underneath the radar, just working really hard away, and he thinks they've got a better chance. You no, know, coming through, and when you look at the players, you no, know, like. Uh, Every player that's playing their first team just now, you've got a story. No, KT he couldn't get into the Victory Shield team at under 16. No, Scotland's under 17. No, at that stage, he was thinking of the Isle of Man, whichever. When uh, Scotland played uh, Holland in the semi final, the under 17 uh, European Championships, Celtic had six players that started that game. KT was playing with the B team that day against Air United and knowing a cup final. So it's examples like that are great for academy. O one four one nine five one one oh two five any more on the teaser quickly? Derek White? Yep.
1: You're flying Mark I'll give you one more. Pat Nevin? No. Jim?
3: I know this is a random one try to think of, but I don't know if he played um when the Premier League's up, but Janino? No.
1: Alright, we'll get Scots the answers. Scots. Or oh, is it Scots? Oh, sorry, got, oh, uh, it Scots?
0: Uh, sorry, like sorry I'm just up.
1: thinking of players that started in the We'll first get the answers next.
0: Scots Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to thompsons.com
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guiri, Jim Duffy and Chris McCart with me Gordon Duncan and we've got work to do on the full time teaser 10 Scots that played in the first English Premiership season and then featured at least once in the first SPL season Craig Burley, John Spencer, Gordon Jury, Derek White, Colin Henry.
2: I've got one more And I'm well chuffing myself How oh, are you? Okay. <laughs> Scott Marshall Yeah you should be I think played one game yeah. For Celtic And about one game For Arsenal
1: Yeah that is one of them So you're I'm looking for well. Four more Jim Duffy nah, not really. Chris McCart Silence over that side Of the studio Okay you've I've got thought it, I don't think it's right But it might be just left you Jonathan Gould Yes Coventry and Celtic right. Well done Alright three Thank to go well, Kenny is a Motherwell fan on the line Hi Kenny Hi guys how are you doing? Not bad Kenny What's Hi, your Kenny. point tonight? Well, just before I got on my point, it
4: must be Mother of Captain's Week because I met Keith Lasley and a mate a night out at the weekend, got a selfie, and now I'm getting the chance to speak to Chris McCart, so I'm overjoyed.
1: Overjoyed. What do you mean, has Keith Lasley got the chance to get a selfie with you, Kenny? He's telling that's all it. his mates, that's it, what's I your say, point? I
4: didn't realise he was so small. He's actually <laughs> quite a small guy. shrinking <laughs> with age.
1: Maybe you're just very <laughs> tall, Kenny.
4: Oh, um, Six foot four and twenty three stone, so I'm 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 a wee, wee bit bigger than Keith. <laughs> yeah, sound a bit bigger than him. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, no, I want, want to ask the question to Chris. Obviously, we've we just talked about um, potential Scotland players, and um, only in the last year we've had the the Project Brave come on board. The question was to ask how much that's changed the youth up system as it was before. And do the clubs actually work with each other to nurture talent for Project Brave? Because it's it's an interesting thing to ask. The reason being is Chris is able to talk to you and tell you about what Celtic's objectives are and what they want for the players and how bringing on the young guys and all the rest of it. But in terms of a a national viewpoint, Mm -hmm. we're all desperate to see Scotland get to some sort of finals um, to be able to cheer them on. Um, and it's just to see if, whether or not the clubs work together To, to nurture talent and, and push them in, di- in that sort of direction Good question, Chris
6: Yeah, the clubs work very well together you No, know, Project Brave is uh, obviously an extension of the Henry McLeish report When it came out And it, Project Brave is really the half-time of it They are you know, five years in there One of the areas we're strong on is obviously between 12 and 17 years of age We've always been strong, the Scottish teams there one thing that Project Brave would need to look at is, you know, is the next stage, bridging the gap you know, between 18s, you no, know, and first team, whether we're looking at loans, whether we're looking at uh, Colt teams, and trying to give more exposure to it. And the other aspect of it, just going back to my early starter, but getting them in younger, you know that you know, the players... And and this is what we've started to try and work on, you know, bringing in like five or six street football type you know, to the games programme. We're not looking for subs at the younger age groups. You know, they're playing seven a side, eight a side... But beside that there's you no know, a five V five, four V four, they're trying to create this entertaining type player and that you've not got young kids you no know, standing at the side of the park. But that is a vital stage, you no know, between you no know, six and nine years of age, the you no know, the formative years that we can develop them you no, know, at that stage and also bridging that gap you know, between 18 and 21. If they've not made it into the first team, then how do we go and about mm. giving them more exposure to that? It,
1: a lot of criticism for Project Brave would have come from perhaps, um, and maybe I'm generalising here, smaller clubs who didn't have the resources to, to keep up with the demands. That won't be a problem for Celtic. So do you, do you sympathise
6: with those who found themselves... Up against it to, to conform, if you like, to the, the requirements. Yeah, and I think that's you no. Know, Kenny makes a good point in the sense that you no, know, all clubs want to work together. You no, know, it was you no know, the best of best trying trying to create that environment. But there were clubs who needed support and help, and we you no. Know, I think we all understand that. But it was to try and better the game. You no, know, with full time appointments at sports science, you no know, medical, you know, mm. uh, no administration you No know, around, getting full time coaches, you no know, in place and different there. So there's a great connection just now between the SFA, the SPFL, and all the clubs. You no know, working, and I said, you no know, Stephen Hamill, at Muller is doing a fantastic job just now, and I said, but all clubs you no know, are, are working hard on youth development. I really think you no know, the future for Scotland is bright, and the, the work is going in just now. It's not down to Project Brave. But it's down to know that the foresight of no owners, chief executives prepared to invest and prepared to know to back their academies. Hopefully that answers your question, Kenny. Thank you very
1: much. On the phones, ju- just on that then, so there are a number of things that, that happen simultaneously. So we know in this show, well, we're talking tonight about club academies. That's when yourself and Rangers and, and Motherwell and Hibs and Hearts um, run their own academy structure. We've also got the Scottish FA's performance schools where. They take pupils in, and football becomes part of their their curriculum. But, but Celtic has its its own version of that. at St Ninians. Just explain a bit about how that structure works and and, and
6: and why that's working for you. Yeah, this this is our tenth year, um, Gordon, uh, with with a partnership. at St Ninians in Kirkintillock. You no, know, the head teacher Paul McLaughlin has been there from the very start. He supported the partnership. You no, know, in, in many ways, it's a very demanding um, program that we've put in place. You no. Know, We've got 60 full-time academy players in at St Ninnans. These boys got up at 6 o'clock in the morning. They get picked up between 6 and 6.45. They start at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. We provide them with breakfast. They then go to their their school. We provide them with tutors to do their homework. Then dinner is put on for them. Then they do their training. They do nine coaching sessions per week um, there. But, no, education is still paramount to, to everything. Their life's still important. But I said it's a massive demand on the parents and within the players. Now, we, we're seeing success on that, but if you look at individual sports, um, whether it's tennis, whether it's um, swimming, the amount of contact time and the amount of times they dedicate at such a young age, you No, know, why should football not be any mm. different, if you mean? And it's just trying to create this environment that we're leaving no stone unturned and just to say how, how best can we develop our young players. How do you strike the balance? Because any critics of
1: the academy structure probably you'll have heard all this before will say you know you know five six year old how can you tell a player at that age and, and sports science and over coaching just let let the kids play how, how do you defend that?
6: No, and it's getting that balance right because they're right they've got to play we've got to try and recreate street football we've got to try and recreate sometimes a childhood in which they don't play as much now youngsters have got that much choice. And we've got to then As I said If you don't get it right Between six and nine Then you, it's always catch up mm-hmm. um, There So Ninins gives us time To try and influence them With more technical work And more you know, Physical work And, mm-hmm. and say then, But all aspects Of their development What can you do To guard against the fact That players Like any humans d-
1: Develop at different stages Every Every club academy Has got a a, a hard luck story, if you like, or a story about the one that got away, the one that slipped through the net. And you know what I'm going to say, Andy Robertson is the recent one because of the level that he's that he's gone on to. But presumably, at that age, at that level, he, you know, it, it wasn't quite happening for him. How how frustrating is that? How do you guard against that sort of thing?
6: Yeah, I said um, Andy left during my watch, my first year at the club, and maybe tried the lessons learned that maybe we tried to make too many changes. know um, within that. I've never spoken to Andy. I've never spoke to his parents before. I didn't really know about Andy Robertson until we employed his uncle, With Stevie Frail, and it was Stevie that highlighted him. And I remember watching you no know, Andy play with uh, Queens Park under 17 A couple of years later, he still didn't stand out. But Stevie said that told us a story about his father and how determined he was, and he'd, he'd setbacks and how you no know, he got himself forward. And that always uh, no, I remember that. And then when I seen him the next time, he was playing with Queens Park against Rangers at Hampden. Uh, I actually went to watch Lawrence Shankland, you no, know, the the time, mm-hmm. and this left back stood out. And, and you've got to give credit to like Jackie McNamara, And that he's the one that's plucked him out, you know, for Queens Park, and that and whenever they maybe I've been watching him, and you no, know, he's took him to Dundee United, and he's never looked back mm. on there. But it's one that certainly we regret, and it's where it's down to you no. Know, no, Going through the growth years That's and the Players part. do develop it, yeah, You've saved yourself
2: yeah. a problem Or what do you do with Tierney yeah, and saying saying that, a a, One player
3: develops <laughs> Another player opens the door for another yeah, player exactly, And yeah. Tierney comes through If Andy Robertson's there Probably Ciarán yeah. Tierney might move on Because there's no pathway And I always say that it's, You can be the most talented You can have a, a young left-back just now At 17 years of age And he's going to be sitting saying mm. Where do I go?
1: Yeah, uh, we could do this all night. Time is pretty much against uh, us, and you need three more answers on the teaser. be uh, hey, the right. b- 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 Alan Johnston. Nope. Will help you if I name De- the clubs. Derek Ferguson. No. no. Right. Let's do clubs. This one should be easy. Man United and Motherwell. Brian McClare Yes. McClure, right. Okay. Middlesbrough mm-hmm. and Dundee. Middlesbrough
8: and Dundee. Oh, oh.
3: I-, I was actually thinking. Do you think of the teams I left? And and there's an.
1: There's This is an easy one as well. Oldham and Aberdeen. Or Paul Bernard, Paul yeah, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough and Dundee uh, played with Derek White then. Middlesbrough, I oh, no, Blake. Um, you'll kick yourself on this one. Kind of we we'll do the old on. Hugh Keevens answer where he wants the initials before right, we let go you go. You'll get it, you'll nail it. WF, well, Faulkner. Faulkner. Yes, really thank you, Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi, for joining me as always. A special thanks, Musco, to Chris McCarp, taking time out to be our special guest in the second hour of tonight's show. Much appreciated. Great insight from Chris. Thanks for all the calls. And tweets We are back tomorrow night Same time 6 o'clock In the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Uh, Stay where you are though Because Callum Gallagher is up next
0: one super scoreboard
9: with thompson's personal injury solicitors compensation they know the score talk to thompson's.com